Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is proud to be a part of the It's New Orleans family of web radio shows. And we record our program live each week at Ted's Frostop on the corner of Claiborne and Calhoun. Uh, Ted's Frostop for over 60 years has been one of our city's most iconic eateries. Home, among other things, to the delicious burgers and homebrewed root beers served in frosty mugs. So each week at Ted's, Margo and I meet here with a member of New Orleans' food and restaurant community to ponder its delights and its deep mysteries. And we ask our special guest each time to bring a mystery guest, a plus one, whose identity we do not know prior to the show. It can be absolutely anyone, and that's part of the fun. So... Now, before Margot and I introduce our special guest, we talk about our food odysseys this week. And uh, I had a few. Margot, would you like to hear about those? Yes, I would. Okay, just real briefly. I finally made it to Lucky Rooster. We had, we had Joe on. And he was mm-hmm. wonderful. And also uh, Christine, the coctologist. And we went with my wife and, and uh, two of our friends. And all four of us agreed. It was absolutely amazing. It was great. I know you love it. Mm-hmm. It was great Asian fusion, we thought. It was terrific. We, we, we had a great time. And then um, Grant knows about my obsession with quinoa lately. I know that's very, very uncool. That's like very 2009. But, I, but I, you know, I, I, I got quinoa cakes. I've never had quinoa cakes before. I had that at High Volt, the new coffee shop. Where's and that? That is on, that's like where, you know where Magazine Street goes one way right after Jackson, a little downtown of Jackson, mm-hmm. Lower Garden District. Um, it then it kind of veers off to the lake, and there's that side road. I think it's Sophie Wright or something. And there's a new coffee shop there, High Vault, uh, full of kind of hipsters that are too cool. Hipsters for school. and quinoa. But but the quinoa was great, and the coffee was great, and also they had these vegan donuts. And I don't care. I don't. I'm, I'm not a vegan, but the donuts <laughs> were fantastic, and they're really great. And that leads me to my last one, which is um, I predicted on the show. Uh, it's it's part of the historic record. I was the first one in history to predict. The donut revolution that was going to happen in New Orleans. You remember this when we had yes, Up Nine, okay. Michael Kane, and all that, and it it has happened now, as it happened with the burgers and the pizza, where you couldn't get a decent slice of pizza or burger in the town a few years, and now they're so great and all that, right? With True Burger and and Company Burger and all the rest, and Pizza Delicious. Well, now we have this with donuts, and there's like four or five fantastic donut places, and one of them, I think, I mean, not that there weren't a few donuts around. I don't want to diss anybody that was around here a few years ago, but. To me, in my opinion, District Donuts were is fantastic. I mean, like transcendent, like like life altering. <laughs> what makes it so life altering? Okay, so I went in there. I wasn't even the in texture. Te- here's the what flavor. happened. I, I already went to District Donuts for the uh, sliders the day they opened. I went by and I saw they were open, so I went in. I had great slider, but they didn't have any donuts yet. I went back in accidentally this time because um, I won't even get in the whole story. But I have a. Well, I'm not even going to say it on the air. But anyway, so I, it's, it's a funny story. But the part that I'm going to share is I went in there expecting to get coffee because I heard a coffee shop open there. But it didn't. It opened next door at Stein's. But now I was embarrassed because I already, I already got in line in front of somebody. They let me go in front of them and all that. And so I had to get celebrity? something. No, no, because, just because they weren't decided what they wanted yet. Okay. And so I, I got – so I had to get the donut. And so, you know, I, I just kind of reluctantly ordered one. I just picked one at random. The Vietnamese uh, coffee donut is what it was. Vietnamese coffee donut. So what does it have? Condensed milk? And yeah. And instead of like Boston cream in it, it was like this condensed milk cream or something in the middle. It was, I mean, it, 
I, I went to tunnel vision. My other senses shut down. My hands started to shake. I wasn't. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was so good. And so then I had another donut, another, and they have like eight donuts there. So I had several, and they were really eight different kinds that day, and it was just so good. Anyway, that's enough about that. But I would really high, highly recommend anybody listening to this at all that isn't a diabetic to go to um, uh, District Donuts immediately. Run, don't walk. But. Enough about my opinions. We have a much more interesting guest and, and knows a lot more about food than, than, than I do, and maybe you do even too. Our special guest is Adrian Williams Marie Flamont Resch. It's a long name, but I think most people just call her Adrian Resch. <laughs> yeah. Really glad you're they here. Sure her, her precise background is shrouded in mystery. We'll learn about it today. <laughs> but I believe she was born somewhere in the 1980s. She had an American mom, a French dad, lived in Europe, was uh, in the CIA for a little while. She did a lot of different things, both sides of the ocean. But now she's here, thank God. And she's brought with her uh, her, her, uh, her love of food and has been working. She worked at Iris, I think, first. Maybe there's somewhere else we could find out. Then uh, we, we all love that. And then Boucherie. And now she's a walking encyclopedia of cuisine, and she gets to be on. We get to have her on our show tonight. This is very exciting. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, what, 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 tell us about the CIA. What was it like working in the CIA? I never was in the CIA. Oh, or that's what they, they the make CIA. them tell. That's what they make them tell you. Afterwards. I know. She could tell us, and then she'd have to kill us. <laughs> Wow. Well, now what was no? Now you did grow up though. No, you weren't in the CIA, but you did grow up overseas. Part of your life too. Part of didn't my you? life. Tell I us grew about up, that. Um, part of the time in Massachusetts, um, and part of the time in France. So I spent a lot of time with my great aunt. Um, with her just cooking. Our family owned a restaurant uh, before I was born. In, in Massachusetts or France? In France. Oh, cool. So. Um, Spent a lot of time cooking with my great aunt. It was kind of just like, here, this is your kid now. <laughs> so uh, that's really where my love and passion for food came from. So do you uh, pay homage to your family and, and prepare anything like, like the... the Grand yeah. Marnier souffle or... Um, <laughs> there was an incident uh, where... <laughs> Uh, at a dinner party where uh, my cousin and some of the other kids who were my age at the time, I think we were about 12, and we decided that we wanted to make this souffle. And we had the recipe, and it was like, okay, we're going to do it. And we got Wait, This is like an episode of Little Rascals. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bunch of the kids get together in the kitchen. Okay, yeah. that, I see what's coming. All right. Uh-huh. So you so burn the house down? or We no. didn't exactly burn the house down, but it ended up with my cousin telling his brother to go beat eggs in his room because he couldn't do it in the kitchen anymore. And flour. It sounds like a euphemism <laughs> for something else. I'm sorry. Beat his eggs in the other room. Well, you room. have to get the whites to a stiff peak, and it was taking him too long, and he was stiff taking peak. up too more of too much of the kitchen space. So in frustration, he was like sending him to his room. Go to your room. It doesn't really translate very well from French to English, but you get the kind of idea. <laughs> so from then on... Uh, Wait, how did it turn out, though? Okay? Mm. No? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's jump ahead a little bit. So no problem. So from 12 years old to today. <laughs> yes. And, and share with our audience what you are doing today, where you are. and. Well, um, I work at Boucherie. Five days a week. We'll see. Uh, we're open Tuesday through Saturday. So I work uh, the lunch uh, service mostly. Wait. Oh, you see, you're there every day it's open, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we have a pretty core group 
Um, and we all work five days a week. So we're all there all the time. We're very much so like family. And some of us are morning people and some of us are not morning people. <laughs> <laughs> and I am one of the morning people. So uh, cook lunch and get everything going for the day, get things started. And then kind of pick up where the dinner crew left off from the night before. Now you've been there, what, like five years now? Um, not years? five years. It opened in uh, November, uh, and then I got there in March about four years ago. Four years ago, okay. So. And how, where were you in your culinary career when you started <laughs> there? Were you a seasoned um, chef, or were you fresh out I was fairly seasoned by then. Uh, I had worked with Nathaniel a long time ago with Ian uh, as the opening team of Iris. So mm. uh, in that same location. And previously to Iris, I worked at Mango House, which was also the at same 8115 <laughs> Jeanette Street. So you just go with that building. That's <laughs> yeah, it. And if they open up like a taco <laughs> shack next, you're going to be slinging tacos there, right? right. I mean, it's like you're just not leaving that building. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very close to my home, but I think... Um, with some recent developments in my life, I'm also growing a human. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, a scientific experiment, or is this pregnancy? Yeah. Pregnancy. All right. <laughs> so we'll see how things go from there. I don't know if that's going to be an extra set of hands to like <laughs> cook with, or if it's going to slow me down. Keep them away from the <laughs> Grand Marnier souffle. Yeah. <laughs> it could help. It could help <laughs> to whisk the egg whites. All right. Well, there's people that do like marathons and stuff up into the last, and I would imagine um, cooking in a kitchen is kind of rigorous like that like a marathon yeah. so it gets hot <laughs> it gets hot <laughs> it's a lot of fun well your plus one is here we see can you introduce her for us yes this is um my lovely friend via uh yeah. who works over at true burger oh we love true burger one of uh another uh can i swear on the show i yes. don't remember okay yeah it's kind of required <laughs> okay it makes margo cool. feel more comfortable yeah uh, you know the women in the culinary industry are few and far between. And when you meet a badass bitch like Via, <laughs> you know, and also myself being a badass bitch, it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> We're friends now. Good experience. <laughs> and how did y'all meet? Uh, Hillary. Our friend Hillary. So our friend Hillary is a bartender. Uh, and she was bartending at Le bon Ton at the oh. time. So y'all were out boozing. Yes. And... Uh, I think we were actually day drinking. We were Mondays, both off Mondays. on Mondays. <laughs> Hillary was the bartender. Day drinking Mondays. So, yeah. Nice. Adrian's uh -huh. off the team right now, but we'll hold the spot for her. Gone but not forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> we pour one out. So how long ago was that that you all met? Three, three years ago. All right. Yeah, three years ago. Via hosts an excellent St. Patrick's Day party. Um, boil it's, the whole night. Are you on the route? I live right where the route starts, so every year New we Tracy's have or no? no that's where it ends. Felicity and Magazine. Felicity Magazine. Okay, yeah. All right. So, so you y'all met, and then you got invited to a badass party. Well, you know, or had you gone to parties before? I have you a met lot it? of parties. <laughs> that's like sort of <laughs> that's my your thing. Interest, yeah. Monday <laughs> drinking, yeah. running. Uh, a restaurant a shop <laughs> and <laughs> having and boiling crawfish. That's what else is there to life? That's about it? Yeah. right. <laughs> it's pretty much all the best things. Living the dream. Yeah. It's the bees, the yeah. burgers, <laughs> <laughs> booze, boys, boils, boils, boils. The bees in life. 
<laughs> Being a badass too. <laughs> so where did you did you grow up here, or where no, did you I'm come from? Mississippi, from? and then I went to college in Tennessee, and then I moved here right after college. And what, what brought you here? Uh, my parents lived here for a long time. It seemed like a good place to move. It's close to my hometown. I don't, I really don't know. It just <laughs> called me so when I came. So did you start working in food right away when you got here? Yes, I started working at Muriel's when I first got oh, here wow. on Jackson Great. Square, and then I went to Surrey's, and then Slice, and then Patois, and then oh. now I work at True Burger. And as of today, I'm taking over managing the kitchen at Oak Wine Bar, and we're getting a new chef in there. Whoa! Yay! Oh, staying in the neighborhood so there all, too. All day Oak Street. <laughs> Wait, but are you still going to be at <laughs> yeah, True I'm Burger still too? Yeah, True Burger. They're, we're putting in a new chef over there. I'm just going to do some managerial stuff. Wait, is Oak's not owned by the same people as True Burger now? No, but my boss used to do what I'm going to do, but he's working on new stuff, so oh. taking the old jobs. He's getting new. Are ones. you pretty much going to stand in the middle of Oak Street with our <laughs> <just> <laughs> <not> <laughs> your empire? <laughs> what are you doing? Mm, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> And then you just, you can also cross train them. Like, oh yeah, yeah? you think this is bad? Go next door. Yeah. <laughs> see how it's really like under From the both hand lines, of the. I can see the other line. So, <laughs> so now what's your title at, at Trooper? You're like general manager yes. there? Okay, now what do you, what's your title over at Oak then? Uh, kitchen manager person, sort of. It's just a part time gig, just making sure they're staffed and they're. It's kind of tra- transitional for them. Right? Yeah, okay. just so that when. Whatever chef they have in there decides they're going to get a new job. They're not left with no one. So uh, it's just that kind of that kind of business. Using your your experiences to help them. Yes. Educate them and get prepared. Yes. And so you don't have to be there twenty four seven. And I'm already over yeah. there all the time. So it's just you know a little bit of. Now I've been to Oak in about a year, but I used to go a bunch. I loved it. I love it. Uh, it's still kind of like the small plate mm-hmm. stuff, kind of exotic, kind of small plate yeah. things and all that. So it's, it's different great. than they True have Burger. A great then. bar staff. Yeah. I'm really I'm really excited it's so about it. It's so pretty inside. It's really yeah. pretty inside. Great live music and. I feel like I have to like get dressed up or something. Yeah. I, like yeah. I can always go after work and go visit Via at True Burger because I'm in jeans and a work shirt and I don't feel intimidated. But I don't know if I can go visit you at Oak now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that where they filmed like Kingfish or one of those? Wasn't I don't it? Know, maybe. Yeah. That's. I think that's what it was. And then they and that's when they fixed it up. They fixed it up for the movie. It's and nice. Then, yeah, yeah. Right. It's really nice in there now. Because yeah, that used to be kind of uh, ratty. That that property. Yeah. Uh, a couple Oak years Street's ago. Kind yeah. Of back whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Get ready for, for Po'boy Boy Fest. Fest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm it's doing a book signing at Po'boy Fest, by the way. It's going to be awesome. At, at uh, Blue Oak, uh, I'm going to give a little plug for that. At Blue Excellent. Oak, uh, Blue Cypress Books, I'm doing a book signing. I love that bookstore. I love Elizabeth. She's, She's so great. great. She's yeah. one of the anchors on Oak Street, for sure. I love her. Yeah, She's so great. terrific. Yeah. I, we'll have to come I love s- that bookstore. All right, Boucherie well, come by and see me. Boucherie and Treeburger will both be... Oh. Selling food. We're going to have raw and char-grilled oysters. I don't know what oh. you're going to have. Um, well, we do our famous barbecue shrimp po' boy that won mm. the first year that they had po' boy fest. So it's this delicious barbecue sauce that has um, dark beer, onions, garlic, hot sauce, lemon, Worcestershire, all that sautéed shrimp in there, green Wait, onions. Wait, all that's in one sauce? Yeah. Wow. Butter. Butter. <laughs> I don't know like, if I can get closer and just be like, hey, butter. <laughs> um, and we got beautiful shrimp from this guy named David Turgeon, and they're all caught locally. 
and it's really nice to use that product because a lot of times when you have such like a large format gig like po boy fest you're like holy shit i have to sell a thousand sandwiches where am i going to get something like that we definitely well i know the event advertises they get fifty thousand visitors yeah. but there's no way it's only 50,000 visitors oh, I mean yeah, it's, it's like huge. there are times where like when you're walking you can't walk a block it takes you 15 minutes to walk a block sometimes it gets so well congested. usually I'm chained to the truck so I don't even like get to leave <laughs> oh you're in that purple <laughs> truck right the uh, um, the truck but this year I will be more behind the scenes prepping for it beforehand but not necessarily working the day of which I'm really excited about because it's been almost I mean, I haven't been able to participate as a spectator. Is po'boy eating a spectator sport? I don't know. (laughs) 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 So I haven't really been uh, able to try a lot of different stuff. Sometimes, like, other cooks will walk around and we'll trade plates and things like that. But we're doing the barbecue shrimp po'boy. So take a piece of po'boy bread and cut the top off and hollow it out and stuff it with that shrimp. Oh. So good. Wow. And I think I would much rather... Uh, try something like that and y'all yeah. run out then have a hu- l- enough to f- feed 10,000 people of yeah. lesser quality. I mean, that just sounds divine. It's well, so people good. really step up their game for Po' Boy Fest, too. I mean, they do. I'm not going to ma- name any names, but one of the winners recently was a place that I think is a mediocre restaurant, but they came up with, like, the most badass Po' Boy, you know, and just killed everybody. I mean, like, people, yeah. like, really... I mean, everybody serves a good Po' Boy at Po' Boy Fest, I think. Well, I think it's also a way to, like, buy you know that you're gonna sell out so you can buy 500 lobsters and make a dish with lobster because you're really only putting what two ounces on a po'boy and you're selling it for five dollars so you can you can do some math there yeah well you sell like quarter po'boys and stuff like that too because everybody wants to sample you want to go to 10 or 15 so you get these fancy ingredients and people are like oh but it's lobster i'm (laughs) like well you know what i would really much rather a local delicious shrimp Oh, and Dave wow. Turgeon is awesome. Yeah, he the is. The day that I shrimp from, I just went out to his house, and I, he lives on the bayou somewhere. Lafitte, with, I think Lafitte, it's, yeah, yeah, with some other cooks, and we had a blast. <laughs> we went alligator hunting. We His son killed an alligator. Wait, slow down, slow down. You went alligator hunting. What does that mean? Were you shooting at alligators no, no, yourself? No, no, I don't have a permit. <laughs> I was just in the boat while they were killing alligators. So you're watching them shoot alligators? Yeah. What do you shoot alligators? Because awesome. they're, they're, they're basically like armor, right? I mean, they're like they're dinosaurs so kind they of, right? Shoot, they have you like, shoot it like harpoon them? What do you do with them? I've never like watched the show. I've never watched the show either. about they it. They have like yeah. traps, like big hooks set up. And then they go and check their traps, and if there's one there, they shoot it like right in between the eyes, and then they may or may not club it. Well, they shoot it with like a shotgun like a, or yeah, like a a, just a rifle, yeah. so that it supposedly it doesn't um, li- get in pain. Like they do yeah, it quick, it kills like, them yeah. instantly. instantly. Right. It was exciting. Well, because the meat's not in the head. You're not you going to eat they alligator don't go head. You throw marshmallows yeah. like they do on the tour? <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine, too, if you don't have it on a hook beforehand, that sucker weighs a lot. It's going to sink. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's like a rock, I imagine yeah. that, like, hey, you're going to kill a 600-pound alligator. How are you going to get that in your boat if you don't have it tied to a string? Oh, yet? it's all muck in the bottom, too. It could sink into the yeah. muck and everything. Yeah, It was wow. exciting. That's I want to do this sometime. Dave Give me a call. Great host. Okay. <laughs> so this is down Delicious Lafitte. crab yeah. meat, too. Okay, now what's True Burger doing? Are they doing something for Po' Boy? We're going to do raw oysters and char-grilled oysters. Because nice. We're just we're going to switch it up, you know? They Nothing burger-related at all. out there. Yeah, yeah. We Ri- fix your palate with a little yeah. grilled oysters <laughs> so that you can... Stop by, have a cold beer, <laughs> some raw oysters, go back to Po' Boy eating. 
Excellent. Well, yeah, I know there was like a threat to Po'boy Fest a few years ago. There was yeah. somebody had taken it over and wanted to like move it to Palmer Park and, and then charge five dollars admission and and all those. Did I mean, y'all rally and keep yeah? From happening? I heard. I heard what they did was yeah. Thank tell me about it. Owns Maple Leaf, who's like the like the king of Oak Street. Yeah. who like made that. He's the man. Yeah. Was like, no, he saved it, right? I'm gonna. I'll take this over and I'll do it myself. And that's we're having a free fest on Oak Street. This is for Oak Street. It's for the people that work on the street and have business on the street to have a great day, get a lot of exposure, make a bunch of money. We're not moving it to Palmer Park and charging five dollars. That's awful. Stupid. Not that's not what we started this for, and that's not where we're going with it. Right. Wow. That's Palmer great. Palmer Park has that art but market no. that does yeah. pretty well um, the yeah. last Saturday of every month. Or yeah, something. it's wonderful. No, it's super fun. Yeah. yeah, it's super fun. But, yeah, but, but I mean, Po' Boy Fest got started. Oak Street belongs there, and it's great for those businesses. And I mean, it's there was one business there. So they told big. me they get they do two months uh, revenue on that one day. Oh, yeah. You know? And it brings people back. I mean, right. it and reminds know, people yeah. how fantastic the businesses are yep. there and because Oak Street's a little bit out of the way, and the streetcars aren't... You have to, like, get on a bus to get up there now. So you kind of forget... You might forget yeah. it's up there, but we're having a... And Oak there's new businesses, too, that, you know, then you discover when you're there. Yeah. You may never notice them as you walk by, you So know? let me ask both of y'all, because you're both in a similar area. Mm-hmm. Are you finding um, that your businesses are regulars, or are, have you seen an influx in, like, tourists and... Has the Po' Boy Festival affected, you know, visibility or? We, since we're hamburgers, we, we get tourists, but we're like a, it is all locals and all yeah. regulars. And it all is right. awesome. It is the world's most loyal people that are eating in Trueburger on Oak Street. It is awesome. The first year we did Po' Boy Fest, we had a Po' Boy with pimento cheese and thin fried onions on it. And there is mm. this adorable elderly couple that still comes in once a week and orders that as a burger. <laughs> 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 That's so cute. Wow. Now, boucherie is like unique to me because, um, well, first of all, it's tucked away a little bit from, from the main drag too. Uh-huh. It's a few blocks off the beaten path kind of from like where most other things are. But then also like, isn't it still true? I mean, I think of all like the like the best kind of fine dining in New Orleans, although it's not pretentious and fancy, but you know that qu- quality of dining, it's got to be the cheapest in the whole city, right? You still don't have really anything is. on the menu that's more than like nineteen dollars, the most expensive entree or something like that. I think um, it it's gone up a little bit, a little bit, okay, uh, maybe I think twenty dollars because the <laughs> wagyu brisket that just keeps on like. Creeping and creeping and creeping <laughs> up. I like every now I check all the invoices when deliveries come in. I'm like, really? Again? Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to circle it. I'm like, hey, Nathaniel, just to let you know, went up another 25 cents. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a crazy business model to me because it's like you're, you're not a natural, like, people are going to see you. You're not in people's yeah. face. You're kind of tucked away. They got to search you out. It's not a big place, so you can't go, okay, we're having low prices, but we're going to have huge volume. We're just going to keep running people in and out. No, it's small. It's just a shotgun. Nathaniel and yet somehow you make it happen. Nathaniel really is magnetic. I don't know if you guys – I think he's been yeah, on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. He's been great. Yeah, yeah. and um, he, he's an awesome person, and I think that people really see how much effort and care he puts into his food, and they really appreciate that. So we have a very large – local um following and then also a following of people all over the united states Mm. and even uh this past friday i believe we had a group of 15 guys who came in each one of them was from somewhere different 
they all decided to come meet in New Orleans, and they had lunch at our restaurant. So And Will Smith ate at Boucherie two weeks ago. He nice. <laughs> what did you order? <laughs> I don't know per se, but we had big Willie jokes going on all week long. <laughs> to the point where I found a picture of Will Smith with Mariah Carey. We um, have different... Wait, slow down. Wait, where'd you find the picture of Will Smith and Mariah Carey? What? Oh, on the internet. Oh, oh, oh. But we have different uh, I thought you meant Mariah Carey showed up. Because, you know, there's oh, been no. rumors this week about Will Smith and his co-star, right? Oh, you yeah. You heard about that? And the rumor is that that photo on the cover of Us was from the Saint Bar. Come on. That's really? That's rumor. I don't know oh, if it's Molly true. Told me that. But it's a good rumor. All right. Can we can start a new rumor right now. So Will Smith. <laughs> I don't even know what y'all are talking about. Will Smith's about. been cheating on his wife. Well, here's the thing, though. Well, they have an open marriage. Allegedly. Y'all are not they following already, the people. Yeah, they, y'all are not up yeah, on they, Big they Will. They have, a, they have an open marriage, which all the other, which all the other uh, uh, magazines have glossed over. So they're going like, oh, he's cheating. But, but apparently he's not because he's allowed to. But anyway, so he's been cheating with his co-star, supposedly. He denies it. It was just like a photo booth thing. Da, 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 da. You say it's the same. But, like, now we find out that he was cheating with Mariah Carey, too, at uh, Boucherie. Oh, yeah. At Boucherie. Yeah. In the 1990s. <laughs> Before there was a Boucherie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because um, I found a picture of, like, great uh, Will Smith kind of 1990 Fresh Prince era. And nice. Mariah Carey with the big curly hair. And he had, like, the wedge kind of thing when he was yeah. Fresh Prince I with mean, the baggy it's pants. In my phone yeah. still. I'll show it to you. Awesome. But uh, at Boucherie, when the back waiter comes in they usually ask us like oh would you like something to drink you want a coffee and each person takes their coffee differently uh there's some people that are more Halle Berry and there's some people that are more Mariah Carey so it depends on oh. how sweet and how much milk you want in your cream and the veil is Mariah Carey all the way so we had Will Smith and Mariah Carey you know all week you're not going to make a comment. Your jaw is <laughs> <laughs> wide open. I'm what waiting for what. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I get myself in trouble too much. Like I'm trying <laughs> to. I'm going to get through a whole episode without one. Uh, we already that's had get me the, in trouble. the egg joke thing. Though. Oh yeah, that was that was mostly Margot though. I I started yeah. to join in, but that was her pretending to me. It was like you were saying it down here, yeah, not, yeah, not exactly. in the microphone. I, I don't know how to sneak this in, so I'm just going to tell you all that Friday night at Boudin and Beer. I you got you got with Will Smith too. I served Sammy Hagar oh. a pig ear, so <laughs> basically I can kill myself now. Awesome. Because <laughs> will ever be better than that moment? I can't <laughs> drive 55. Okay, so is he still? The joke have, like, was like, does he have I big hair? Have been oh huge hair and a mega hot wife. <laughs> Like a, the hottest wife. <laughs> well, wife, right? We, we don't know. Or lady. Okay, yeah. Lady that was yeah. like, compla- she was like, he was like, can I have the face? I was like, you could have the ear. And she was like, I was like, do you want something? He was like, oh, I'm just going to watch him eat. I was like, okay. And the joke now is that I sh- when he was like, can I have the face? I should have said, right now. But we're not, <laughs> we're like, not sure how that would have gone over. Oh, that he would have thought that was awesome. <laughs> He and Emeril are apparently, like, best friends. Yeah. Uh, Carnival de Vin was on Saturday. Friday or Saturday. And I know that they always have a table together. And it's a huge, like, fundraising thing for Emeril. And they always auction off different things. And I think one of them is, like, a trip to Cabo San Lucas to Sammy Hagar's place. Sammy Hagar <laughs> supposedly played, a sh- like, an after show for the uh, employees after Carnival de Vin. Oh, man. Cool well, speaking of Sammy Hagar in the 80s, <laughs> it's time to get to Will the book. Smith in, in the, the 90s. days when Sammy Hagar had a washboard stomach. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was top of the charts. 
So was the Book of Questions, <laughs> <laughs> which is a time before probably either one of you was born or when you were very small. Let's see. What's the year? Um, we, we've had this question before. I can't remember. It's like 1988 or something. Oh, yeah. I was born. Oh, yeah. You were like 87. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. You're making souffles already. Re- re- whatever. Copyrighted in, yeah, 87. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's ask him the question. You right. go first. Pick a number for me, Adrian. Uh, 26. 26. That's the day of my birth. Okay. Right. October. Okay. Would you be willing to <laughs> murder an innocent person if it would end hunger in the world? Oh, that is an awful question. <laughs> you got to stick him with, uh, with, with hooks this like an alligator and then shoot him in the forehead <laughs> and then drag him onto the boat yeah. and dispose of the body. I don't know. I really don't know because ending hunger in the world, like, how is that accomplished? You know, what measures does that... Magically, it would happen. Yeah, and then where the earth is overpopulated, and then, and then, and then. So it's... I mean, what's that movie with the thing with the button, and they're like, if you press this button... Yeah, oh. I don't know. Yeah, that's what this book is. It's like yeah. very um it's a mind painful. <laughs> they made, there's the guy that made the have y'all not read about this? He's made this like substance that doesn't taste like anything but is basically a liquid meal replacement. Oh. And it's like the goal is that he has been eating it only for a year to prove that he could. And it's like, you know, supposed to help end hunger, but all these foodies and chefs are like up in arms that this is what the food world is coming to, just drinking this liquid to survive. And yeah, if we think GMOs are bad or whatever, yeah. how about like yeah, how about yeah. like liquid soil and green or whatever it is like that a, he's doing? Yeah, soil and green. It is called soil and green. Oh, just to make it a little creepier. Yeah, and actually that's back to Will Smith again. Yeah. <laughs> Did he make a movie about that? <laughs> he was the Mega Man, wasn't he? Oh, that's a different uh, movie. That's a different Charlton Heston. Okay, this uh, has turned into the like. Three degrees of Will Smith. This three degrees <laughs> of Will Smith. Best, yeah. best game ever. So One of Adrian's coworkers <laughs> called me and was like, "I just made greens for Will Smith." I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> wow. All right. All well, right. how about a question it's for you? Your, yeah. Sorry to uh, do it to you. Big Willie style. Pick a number. But you didn't answer, so you was oh, it yes or no? That sounded like a no. To I don't me. know. I think I'm gonna go with no because okay. I I just don't have enough information. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if it made sense to you, maybe you'd murder somebody, but you just don't have enough information. Correct. Okay, got it. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> what are the number choices again? Between one and um, two hundred and seventeen. Let's go with uh, eighty-one. We ever ponder that, by the way? Why did they stop at two seventeen? What a random weird number! Is it just like the publisher said, okay, it has to be under hundred pages or whatever? Yeah, and the questions are really great after two seventeen. <laughs> <They just, laughs> okay, if you were to, to if you were to discover that your closest friend was a heroin dealer, heroin dealer, what would you do? Well, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> Heroin? <laughs> I would insist that they pay for everything we did. Because <laughs> they'd obviously be making about ten times the amount of money I make. So I would immediately suggest that's a perfect answer. that they pay for everything. <laughs> that's and a great you answer. have a good, uh, yeah. you know, bartering chip. Well, if you yeah. don't. I mean, uh, you know, you, the monkeys can't sell bananas. So if they're selling it, they're not doing it. So I guess we're in a good spot. Monkeys can't sell bananas. <laughs> Monkeys could sell bananas. If they <laughs> no, they would eat them all. That's what they say. They would eat them all, would they? 
That's what they yeah. say about if you like the drug you're selling, then you're never going to make any money because you're just going to consume your profit. Huh, okay. So I assume that if I, at least my friend wasn't doing The best heroin. drug dealers probably do not do their product. Yeah, I would that's have the to deal say. is that monkeys yeah. can't sell bananas. So if you're really good, <laughs> if he's making the, if my best friend is making the money and we're spending his heroin money, he's probably not doing heroin. So I guess. Where are we going out Things to are eat? on the up yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, that leads to my next question. Like if you had heroin money and you could eat any <laughs> restaurant, in any restaurant in New Orleans, what would it be? Oh man! If I, money was no no cost, and you probably it. I went to, to Revolution recently, and it was wonderful, and it did cost an arm and a leg <laughs> and, <laughs> and a heroin <laughs> dealer <laughs> amount of money. Um, <laughs> well, the good it was note, great. yeah, it was great. It, the good note for Kyle is that it was my birthday dinner, but since and who's Kyle? Wait, uh, my husband. Okay. Ah. Uh. Who is not a heroin dealer. Is he in he the food business? No, not at all. He uh, is a mechanical engineer uh, for Shell. So, yeah, he's at Robert's Bar. I don't have, oh. I could not come up with yeah. one question for that. No. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, No, sorry. he talks to me about his job and is like, oh, man, acronym equation stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, acronym. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Must be tough. Here, eat this. It'll make your acronym feel better. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but we went to Revolution for my birthday, and it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And he was very lucky because instead of giving me the wine list and, you know, candy store, wine, uh, it's my birthday. I can have whatever I want. I'm only allowed one glass, really. So I had the $30 glass of bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But as opposed to the $500 bottle of wine that we could have had. So the on the scale of money, it wasn't as, like, all the way over here. Like, way better than heroin money, but it just, like, <laughs> regular. <laughs> but we had such a great time. But I would say that that would be a place that I would go back to for sure if I mm. had money coming out of my ears and pockets and soles in my shoes <laughs> <laughs> how about you via i don't know maybe herb saying i've had some really great meals there uh, although i went to boucherie saturday night and oh we yeah, and they killed it everything uh, we had was awesome we had something crazy it was like a adrian probably knows about more about that it was like a griddled carrot cake with candied oh, yeah. andouille on top which sounds like what it's not gonna work but it was amazing it was wait say this again spiced. Griddled carrot cake. Griddled carrot cake. With, okay. That, with, so far you got me. So we make a traditional carrot cake batter um, and then add a whole bunch of white pepper and uh, in-house smoked paprika to kind of give it a more savory sense. But still, it's shredded carrots, sugar, eggs, all that jazz. Okay. And we have our flat but no top. icing. No icing. Okay. So it's not baked. It's still the raw batter, and it goes into, like, a little ramekin on the flat top, which is, like, our big griddle. Okay. And it sits there, and it gently kind of cooks, and it steams and deliciousness. And then we have some Brussels sprout leaves, and then uh, candied andouille. So we make andouille from scratch. It's wonderful. And what goes into andouilles? Oh, my goodness. So uh, we get piggies from Chapapila Farms, and we take their legs and all that stuff and chop them up into pieces. Uh, and then we also take uh, the whole pork butts and slice them kind of into almost like a thick ham steak and put the same kind of cure that you would put on bacon 
uh, and let that cure for five days and then wash that up and then put rub on it, like our own homemade rub that we use on all our smoked meats. Let that cure for five days and that's how you make tasso and then smoke it. Dice all that stuff up. Tons of garlic, tons of black pepper, ground pork, the homemade tasso, put it into a casing, smoke the casing, like smoke the whole sausage. Then from there, um, you candying it now. Candy. So put it into slices and then like cut it into slices and then in the pot on the stove, put a whole bunch of olive oil and maple syrup and just like fry the slices. Oh, it was. Mm. <laughs> wow. It was awesome. <laughs> All right. You know what, though? Th- there's a rough equivalent we already have in our head. There's categories for this, right? It's a little bit like candy bacon. People do that a lot, right? Yeah. But this was so you know? much smokier. It's like smokier and I'm saying it's like in the same yeah. general but it's family on top with that. Of, uh, but then you put. But I can't imagine candy bacon on top of carrot cake, though. That's the thing that's freaking me out. But remember that the carrot was, cake is not necessarily oh, sweet. No, but wait, we got we got we got donuts with <laughs> with bacon on it. There we go. Yeah. All right, so, here we go. It was awesome. So it's it was savory. Awesome. It it's was made totally savory. It was yeah. like the the flavor profile is like. I it think was just like an. Ex- it was amazing. Where'd you get this idea? Was this your idea? Was this Nathaniel? No, this Who did this? No, this is on Nathaniel. Nathaniel, uh, you know, writes these menus. Um, did he get this from anywhere? Or did he come up with this? This is like totally whole cloth him. Um, well, you think we had a catering job uh, like two weeks ago, and we made a big batch of mandouille for it, and um, because they wanted pigs in a blanket, but instead of making traditional pigs in a blanket, we made andouille in a biscuit. Wow, <laughs> pigs oh, in a so blanket. Great. Yeah, and so that was one of the past hors d'oeuvres. And we had some andouille left over, and we're just kind of doing different things with it, cooking it. We put some on the dehydrator to almost make it, like, jerky, and that gave it a really interesting texture. And then I think, you know, he sits at home, and all these things go through his head. And then the first Tuesday of every month, we change the menu. Wow. And we change all these dishes, and we get to work. Now, you change everything on the menu the first Tuesday of the month? Um, you leave some things, right? Some things always okay. stay the same. Like the collard greens don't go, the boudin balls don't go, pork cake. Uh, but it's like the scallops and the duck. Those core items stay there, but then the preparation changes each time. So it's we get to work. It's very creative and collaborative, yeah. huh? It's not necessarily very collaborative, okay. but Tuesday morning we get to work. 11 a.m. we sit down, no lunch that day, have a meeting, and he's got the menu kind of written out with all the ingredients that he wants on each dish and we go over it we talk about it okay we're making carrot cake and we all kind of talk about oh well should we put this in it should we blanch the brussels sprout leaves should we do this kind of talk out each dish and then we have it all ready for you at 5 30 that very same day wow <laughs> okay so that's risky that is really ballsy right so every like, month. so so, I mean, I does it come ever just every <laughs> Tuesday of the month? Or you I know what? Actually, Ray we and used I to do it every one. month, but now it's every two months. Okay, y'all should I'll go come. now while they have this menu because yeah. I went with someone it's who works so there, and we had I think every new thing. We were there for like the, twelve the thousand hours eating. You know what? Every <laughs> menu is like this is my favorite menu yet. Yeah. Like every single menu. You may not know this about Margo and I, but at the at our heart of hearts, we're philanthropists. We really are, and you know we we, we would gladly money at me. we would gladly come to your restaurant and sample all these things for you at the beginning of the month, so that way you don't have to foist them on a on a on a paying customer. You can you can give them to <laughs> us. <laughs> that sounds well. Wow. You know. No, but I mean. Th- so you're you're coming up with this thing, and you don't really know how it's going to turn out. And then that night, you're serving it. 
it's gotta it's gotta blow up once in a while because it's so much comp- complexity and well, so much. There's a team of us, and once in a while, it's gotta suck, right? Five of us. There's definitely an experimental phase for certain things, like okay, well, we got this far with it, and it's good now. But I, I think we can make it better. And so throughout the first week, we kind of will like add like a teaspoon of baking soda. Oh, so the time or to like come a is a week after they change the menu. That's the time <laughs> to come. Um, but everything is always like delicious. If there wasn't something that was great, we wouldn't serve it. Yeah. And there's definitely moments where it's like people are ordering things and like. Like, okay, I'm still making it. <laughs> you're like, I'll have one order of the ravioli. And you're like, how much? Okay, hold on, let me roll that pasta out. <laughs> I didn't so realize y'all made so many things, too. Like, t- mm. smoking the paprika and oh, yeah. making the sausage. And it's, see, how if do you y'all ever do all that in that? If you to have some kind of, like, hating yourself moment buy a dehydrator and just put everything that you don't use on the dehydrator and figure out a use for it (laughs) like oh we made dill pickles and now we have this dill that has been sitting in this vinegar put it on the dehydrator blend it with salt now you have dill salt let's make potato chips let's do this like just keep on going use everything that's how soil and green got invented. <laughs> <laughs> or you can drink right. Via's liquid. Yeah, yeah. Well, Via, we're starting to run out of time. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about True Burger. We haven't talked much about that. And that's also a very creative place in a totally different genre. Uh, when when True Burger bars. opened up. <laughs> is that? We were, fir- we were first. The bur- first you were the first, place. like, yeah. really that, that, like, modern burger, like, interesting burger. Not just, like, trying to make a quality burger, but trying to do really interesting things with it. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we have a loyal customer base. It's still going well. We love it over there. Uh, I was working at Patois, and I had a ton of casual dining experience. And when I first moved here, I was like, there's nowhere to get just, like, a straight-up awesome hamburger. I don't understand why. And so I was talking to Aaron Burgal, the owner, about it. And he was like, that's our next move is a burger shop. So he was like, you should, you should run it. You're working here. Like, leave your other job. Like, work here full time. Then come run the burger shop. I was like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. And then that's what's happening now. And it, things are good. And we started off with a super small menu because we. So did you start off as the general manager at the yes. beginning? Well, so you've I started been the off only as general? the kitchen okay. manager. Okay. And then it turned out that I could just do everything and we didn't need anyone else. So <laughs> now I just do everything. And. I mean, Burgon, and Leon, and Pierre, all the owners are. Yeah, we've had them on our show, by the, the way, best too. Yeah. And are super helpful with anything I need. But, you know, it goes well over there, so they kind of let me do do me over there. And Burgon, I'll talk, and he'll be like, yeah, I had some good pimento cheese. You, pimento cheese, something. <laughs> Next week, burger with that on it. So, so describe for our listeners that maybe aren't familiar, describe, like, what, what sets it apart from just sort of a straight-on old-school yeah. burger place. What makes What's different about yours? We have, like, a blend that we use. We're cutting and grinding our meat in-house every single day. We're make, we make everything from scratch. So you're not buying frozen patties from Cisco? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we're not. We don't buy really anything frozen. It's sort of overwhelming. But so in the beginning, we started out with just burgers and fries because I wanted to make sure that we could do that right before we had, like, cool burgers and onion rings and corn dogs. And yeah. so once, you know, every time we are really good at sending out a really consistent product we add more specials we add more stuff and more stuff and like the mississippi like yeah we have a new burger with fried pickles on it and iceberg lettuce and a tomato and something called comeback sauce which is a 
really intense Mississippi sauce. <laughs> it's kind of like a remoulade sauce, but doesn't really taste like the remoulade they make down here. It's awesome. It's been selling really well. I was babysitting last week, and I was like, <laughs> crap, what are we going to do? I'm like, let's go to True Burger. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know this may be a simpler thing on your menu, but I love it. Is the um, the bun turned the other way oh, and yeah. grilled <laughs> that is like yeah it's, it's one of those things like why didn't i think of that but well, it's so good it makes the burger taste totally different so much people have been like i really don't like your regular bun but i love the bun you use for the patty melt and the grilled cheese and i'm like oh good it's that special circle bread we're getting I'm just slicing it up for you so we wanted to do something with that crispy bread but i didn't want to get a new product in and not be able to sell it fast enough and like had something that was sitting and we weren't using, so we just flipped the buns and set out. <laughs> it's brilliant. Pioneer. It reminds me yeah. of like, Pioneer. it's like your mom cooking you a burger on toast, but it right. actually tastes good. Yeah. You know, like, but it has a, a consistency. It makes it a yeah. consistency that is just because it's still like the big fluffy bun, so it can like absorb all the juices and stuff. So you're not at the end like. In Eddie Murphy Raw, he talks about this house burger and <laughs> the bread's like turned into pink play doh, and his friends all have McDonald's and he's <laughs> sobbing, he's the eating this like meatball. meatball covered in like goo, bread goo, because he didn't have a bun. <laughs> so we wanted to avoid the whole Eddie Murphy pink play doh, bread goo, <laughs> get down. So this has been good for that. And we just, we actually used one bun in the beginning, but we we're having some consistency issues. And now we worked on a recipe with this place in Harahan called Cottage Catering, who they're probably about to start baking our buns right now for tomorrow. <laughs> huh. And they're awesome. And we, that our buns are super consistent now. We think it's a better product, and we're we're really liking working with Cottage Catering. They bake literally four hours before we open, or is when they're finishing our buns. And they drop them off, and frequently she's like, I'm sorry, they were still hot. I couldn't close the bags. And it's like, you know, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. So we're excited, we're excited about the new buns. And it, feel, it must feel good, too, to work with support other businesses. Yeah, Local absolutely. businesses. And they actually, the owner and the baker, Kate and John, eat at True Burger once a week, I guess, to make sure we're not <laughs> we're doing their buns justice. <laughs> well, unfortunately, oh. I see our producer saying we're out of time. That went by fast. <laughs> We're gabbers. <Wow. laughs> We're like, and then blah, blah, blah. That's Mariah the understatement Karen. of the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we close, tell us one more time about your hours. Uh, we'll go in, in turn first with you. Tell us about Boucherie's hours, website, anything you want to share, any promotions coming up, anything like that. Okay. Give us a plug. Um, plug. Uh, Boucherie is at 8115 Jeanette Street, and it's open for lunch and dinner Tuesday through Saturday. We're going to be at Po' Boy Fest, the most awesome Woo. fest ever. What's and the date? November, November 24th. 24th. Yeah, I know that it's just like this date that's looming in my yeah. mind. <laughs> I'm like, what day is that going to be? You know, it stretches his stomach out for Thanksgiving, too. That's <laughs> coming right after that, yeah. I just know that my family is transcending upon me, and uh, Po' Boy Fest is also transcending upon me, so I'm like, but yes, Po'boy Fest, uh, big purple truck. You'll probably see Nathaniel hollering in there, out there to everybody to come get some delicious food. And I think that's it. All right. True How about Burger True Burger? is open Tuesday through Sunday from 11 to 
9-ish, depends on the day. And we will also be at Playboy Fest. We'll have oysters. And if you volunteer for three, a three-hour shift at Playboy Fest, you can come use the inside bathroom at Trueburger. Wait, <laughs> wait a second. You have volunteer for three hours? Yes, and you get a free T-shirt, and you get to go to the super fun volunteer appreciation party. They really need volunteers. Wait, anybody listening to this right now yes, can, can show up at Trueburger and say, I want to volunteer. And I will send them down to the Maple Leaf, and well, I'll give them the woman that coordinates its phone number. And then the whole time you're at Playboy Fest, you can use our luxurious inside bathroom. I've been wow. in there. It's nice. Yeah, that's, it's nice. That's so huge. So you're going to skip porta potties. You're going to get a free T-shirt. You're going to get to work at Playboy Fest, so you're going to feel good for a full month. Oh, yeah. Morally. Check that one off yeah. your list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You you, and you're helping support the culture and all that. That's just terrific. Listening, yeah. I think if you like, have maybe had some run-ins with the law, this can count as your community service towards that as well. So. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Come on, y'all. Margo is <laughs> just getting off probation yeah. right now, unfortunately. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, is that well, what's clanging under the table? <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, the, the detector doesn't go off. She has like one hour. She's got to get home. After an hour, they know it's not a... Okay. Here in so, Ted's Frost Stop. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, our special guest tonight was Adrian Resch of Boucherie. We'll have more about that on our website. And Via of True Burger. Thank you. Our show is recorded live at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne Avenue in Calhoun in uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week, serving first-class burgers, beer, and their awesome homemade root beer in a frosty mug. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, and Chris Keogh is our technical director. And this fabulous audio quality that you hear is by PreSonus Audio Electronics. Makes all kinds of wonderful things. Visit PreSonus.com for more information. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's NewOrleans.com, and from there you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, sign up for our mailing list, get all kinds of swag. Uh, and while you're at itsneworleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Vietnola, Out to Launch, and others. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate us and review us. It helps other people to find us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. So we meet here again at Ted's Frost Top. I am Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Thanks. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.